Are you talking through contractions? Are you breathing through them? And I'm in like the triage bed, like on all fours and making sounds. And my toddler wants to get up on the bed with me and do it too. So like I scoot over and he's on the bed on all fours. No. And he's like, are we being lions? You're like, and I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, baby, we're being lions. Welcome to the Birth Experience Podcast. I'm Trish Ware, a longtime labor and delivery RN turned online birth educator slash virtual doula. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many, many babies in my 16 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse. And as a mom of seven, I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice from your provider. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Can you just tell my audience a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Bailey. I am a mom of two now who lives in Austin, Texas. My second son was born four weeks ago, so just living in that weird, unhinged from time, newborn (laughs) stage. The bubble. uh, While also having a toddler who we have to somehow keep connected to time. So I love that so much. And I'm so excited to talk about your birth story. And it's funny because before we started, you were like, good birth story it is. So I'm so excited (laughs) to hear all the details. But first, I think that is really important to note is that you took our birth class when it wasn't your first baby. So I wanted you to walk into that because I think a lot of women who come to my free workshops and who follow me on Instagram even though they may regret some things from their first story, they're like, it might be sillier. Do I really need to take a birth class? And so I thought you could tell us a couple things, like what led you to make that decision for your second baby? One of the, I guess a couple of things with my first birth experience though, was that one, I really hated my provider and was like too afraid to switch doctors. So like, I kept just like hoping that I would go into labor when she wouldn't be able to deliver my baby, which is you don't want to be there. <laughs> don't yeah, no. be there with mm-hmm. your provider. <laughs> and then two, I had a really fast labor with my first and nearly missed the window for having an epidural. I need to just know what the heck to do if I can't have a medicated birth again, because that is a thing that might happen. We don't really have any family around us. So I was like, I just need to be prepared. And so my headspace for baby number two was like completely different. Like I need to know everything, which is what led me to do a birth course. I looked at a couple different ones. You did one of your like free weeks Mm -hmm. and I went to everything. (laughs) And at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I'm signing up for this. This is totally like the cost and my time. And actually it's a little bit funny. My husband and I were going to do the partner birth one, like that partner course in there, like how your partner can be your best birth. Yeah. That one. The night I went into labor. So we didn't actually get to use that one. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh oh. (laughs) But it was great. My husband did great on the fly. Like I'd give him the information and Uh we'd talk through like how it would apply to like our situation. Right. So you learned it from me and then Mm -hmm. you retaught it in your husband's language. (laughs) Yes. 
Okay. I got it. That's perfect. it, It worked really well. There were like five tornadoes that touched down around us. We're watching it. They're moving over us. And then they're moving over my in-laws who have to be able to come get our oldest kid. But then the tornadoes pass us. Like we're out of the the watch. Like it's pouring rain, but that's Texas. We are used to that. My husband goes to take a shower and I'm doing bedtime with my toddler. And I'm getting him into bed and I'm sitting on his bed and singing a song and like we're doing the whole thing and then I just have a moment of going oh and I like quickly stand up so that my water doesn't break on my kid's bed because <laughs> you knew it was breaking I like, stood up and my water broke all over my kid's bedroom floor but whatever my mom brain was like don't let your water break on your toddler <laughs> that's true which then he was very nice he asked if I peed myself your, uh, your toddler. <laughs> yes. And he reassured He's me that like, it was oh. Mommy, we're not supposed to do that in the middle of the floor. You said do it on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And then he was very nice. He told me it was very okay that accidents happen. We'll clean it up. <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, so then I went and told my husband. I was like, so my water definitely just broke. Like, I'm not confused this time. And he was like, okay. So what does that mean we need to do? And I was like, take your shower. I'm going to try to get our kid to bed. And then whoever's done first, call your parents and they can drive over. Yeah, I was like, make it yeah. a quick shower. Yeah. But it's not like a leisurely decompression shower. It's like a quick, weird, my wife's yeah. in labor shower. And then like maybe 15 minutes later, I'm trying to put my kid to bed. He's excited because we've said, okay, baby brother's coming. So we're going to call. You're going to go to sleep. And I'm quickly realizing that contractions I'm are happening. In labor. Quickly. Yeah. And so... I text my husband who is in the shower. Yeah, okay, be done with your shower. Call your parents. Like, we have to go to the hospital. And so your parents need to get here quickly. Change of plans. Move quick. (laughs) (laughs) So five minutes later, he does like a Navy shower. Like, it's super quick. And he comes out to the living room and he's like on the phone with his dad and is no you need to like get here right now i know there are, there's tornadoes but like you need to you're fine and so my father-in-law is on his way to come be with our toddler so i at this point go take a shower because i'm like maybe if i take a really good warm shower i can just it'll help with getting through the labor like where i'm at in early labor uh, then i got out of the shower i like blow dried my hair i was like anything to distract me because it's gonna be 90 minutes before my father-in-law is at our house. Yeah. And we can go to the hospital. 90 minutes sounds toddler. like a lifetime for baby number two. <laughs> it was. We did not stay at my house the whole 90 minutes. And then I'm like in my bedroom, bouncing on my birth ball, just doing things to like just feel better about the pain management and stay in the zone. I like call the meddling line to be like, yeah, I'm like super in labor. I'm going into the hospital. And she was like, you need to be at the hospital. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. But I'll get there. So then at this point, I walk out to the living room and my husband has packed everything up in this time. He's packed up my kid to go with my in-law. He's packed up all of our stuff into the car. He's got the car seat in the car. Towels Um, on the seat. Does he have something protecting your seat at this point? (laughs) At this point, I had put on like an adult diaper. Okay, good. You're covered. All right. Yeah, we're covered. And I walk out and we need to go to the hospital. And I was like, what are we going to do with our kid? He can't go. And he goes... They're not going to turn us away from the hospital. Like, we're taking him with us. Yeah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So we get in the car, and we're taking our three-and-a-half-year-old with us to labor and delivery. My father-in-law is, like, probably 15 minutes behind us, but I was like, yeah, we really can't wait the 15 minutes for him to get to the hospital. He's just going to have to meet us at the hospital. 
So my husband calls and says, just drive to the hospital. They like get me into triage. One person at the check-in counter is, yeah, you really can't bring your kid in here. And every other nurse is like, she can bring her kid in here. Like she's in labor. We're going to triage her. Yeah. Hello. We're not going to leave them out here. And it's not like we can put a toddler in the waiting room. (laughs) Yeah. So they put us in triage all together. My triage nurse is like, you have someone coming to get him. I'm like trying to picture you. Are (laughs) you talking through contractions? Are you breathing through them? And I'm in like the triage bed, like on all fours. And... (laughs) making sounds and my toddler wants to get up on the bed with me and do it too so like I scoot over and he's on the bed on all no. fours and he's like, are we being lions you're like I said, yes yeah. I was like yeah baby we're being lions so he's just up there with me like roaring I believe like, they're not getting you into a labor room as quick as possible they're trying. Okay. They're like cleaning a late. They're like, okay, prep a labor. Like they're yeah, prepping okay, a labor good. room. Like okay, good. a lot of this is all happening simultaneously. I was not in triage very long. Okay. Uh, that makes me happy <laughs> because I see where this story's going. At this point, when my husband gets back from walking downstairs to hand off our kid, by the time he gets back, like I have the the IV in, like they came and like the person who did my IV was great. Like she came and she did it like while I was on all fours. Yeah. Like, this is what I, this is what I try to tell my students all the time, especially my VBAC lab students, because they'll be told you really need to get your IV with this. And I'm like, listen, we are like IV ninjas in labor and delivery yeah. because we can put them in all sorts of positions. Yeah. It was amazing. They like, she was like, I'm going to go get our best IV person. There was like Three or four people oh, I'm getting sure. <laughs> me as quickly as possible, like through triage into a yeah. labor room. She was like, the first question they asked was like, do you want an epidural? And I was like, very much hope that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, okay, then we're going to like get your IV started before we do anything else, like running through these questions. But so my husband comes back up, we go to labor and delivery. At this point, I am very much like everything has to stop for a contraction, like we just have to stop. I have to be totally in the zone. We get to the labor room and they ask me if I want to like get on all fours. Like what position do I want to be in? Or do I want to just sit up on the edge of the bed? Because that way I don't have to move again for the epidural. She's like, the epidural is going to be here really soon. So do you just want to sit here so we don't have to move you again? Yeah. And I was You're like, on the express train, girl. I was like, yeah, let me do that. I'll just sit on the edge of the bed. I don't want to have to move unnecessarily. So I'm sitting there and like my feet are hanging over the side my husband is like directly in front of me because every time a contraction comes I'm just like holding on to him for dear life he's like rubbing my back and petting my head because I was like that is what feels good right now like (laughs) rub my back and pet my head yeah whatever works (laughs) every contraction like that's was really grounding and I just remember holding on to his like belt loops and just just taking a deep breath and just like screaming with the rise of it And then taking really calming breaths, like, through the, like... And also, I remember moving one of my legs was really helpful. Like, I was kicking one of my legs, and that was, like, really helpful. It's really funny that you said that, because something that I've been learning a lot about is natural rhythm. And we, as people, as humans, tend to use rhythm in all different scenarios for comfort. So if you think Mm -hmm. about even for a baby, what's the first thing we do if a baby's upset? If we don't just put them on our boob, if we're breastfeeding it. (laughs) But if they're upset and we're holding a baby, we start doing a rhythm. And Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty important that you say that because you're you're finding comfort in the rhythm of his movement of his hands Mm -hmm. and also the rhythm of your own foot. 
Yeah. But I just, every time there was a contraction, like I was just like tapping out like time yeah. of the contraction. You were finding your rhythm. And that, so that was really grounding. And then I was just, the buildup was just a lot of like screaming and okay, I'm riding the buildup and riding the high of the pain. And then at the top, when it would crest, I could take a really deep breath and then breathe it out. And then he, it would get to the bottom of a contraction. And I remember I would push him backwards and I would sit up and take a bunch of deep breaths in. And then another one would come and I would pull, pull him in, in and he would do it all again. <laughs> I love it. And I would just push my face into his stomach and just like yell. <laughs> and it was, so we're doing that, but I'm also like perfectly vertical. There's a lot of gravity helping. And I just, we all know about remember. gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling my baby just move lower and move through my pelvis and I can feel him like basically because there's like pressure from the bed and then gravity and pressure them but like the main one who's talking to me comes up and she's okay like the the anesthesiologist is here we've got the epidural we just have to see how far along you are and I just went oh no because <laughs> she goes oh no and I go this isn't gonna go well for me <laughs> She goes, do you think you're fully dilated? And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I love it. Okay, let's check. And I was like, So then oh, she no. hits the call. I <laughs> bet she like, hits the call light at that point for help. <laughs> so she, they roll me like onto the bed, onto my back, which felt fine. And she like checked and she was like, like barely puts her hands in there. And it's oh, tap, tap. Okay. <laughs> yep. Baby is coming out. And she was okay. And just, I just kind of remember her talking to like other nurses and she's, you're not getting the epidural. <laughs> you're and like, I, I like, know this. I thought that was the case. <laughs> and she was like, okay. Calm labor, confident birth is the birth course you need to feel a hundred percent confident going into labor and delivery. It's full of cutting edge techniques and everything you need to know to have the smoothest delivery possible. It's literally jam-packed full with everything I've learned over 15 plus years in the labor and delivery room and practice myself during the six times I've given birth. By the time you watch the modules in the class and connect with my team, including my team doula and hundreds of other mamas in our private student community, you'll feel ready for anything this delivery throws at you. You'll be prepared to handle every single scenario that comes your way. So you'll have the confidence to make the choices that you want in the delivery room. You'll be prepared in case things don't go as planned. Spoiler alert, they usually don't. And you'll know how to communicate your wishes and stand up for yourself and your baby with the hospital staff. You know that classic problem how do you figure out what you don't know? This class is the ultimate solution to that conundrum. Plus, inside, you'll also learn pain management techniques, different ways to push during labor so you can shorten your pushing time, understand what interventions may be offered to you, and why you would want to refuse them or embrace them. How to prepare your mind, your body, your home for the arrival of your little bundle of joy and your rights as a patient and how to exercise them. Whether you're looking to have an unmedicated birth or a medicated birth, I'm here to help you create the confidence you need to be the queen of the labor room. 
So I just remember one labor nurse being like, okay, you just have to wait until we can get a doctor in here. And another labor nurse being like, nope, she's not waiting. Get her in position. I love this nurse. Way to go, nurse. She was like, get her in position, get her husband in position. And I think those at this point, she was like, okay. And she was like, she's having a baby. We know how to get her through having a baby. And I will go find a doctor. Like I will go drag a doctor into this room because at this point, none of the OBs are available because they're all delivering other babies. That darn storm. (laughs) (laughs) One of my labor nurses and my husband are like helping me have a baby. And another labor nurse is running to go find a doctor to be like physically in the room for any amount of this. Yeah. I don't remember the doctor showing up. I did later ask my husband, I was like, when did that guy show up? Because I just remember him being there for the aftermath of the baby being born. I remember him talking like when the baby was born, but I don't really remember when he showed up in the equation. And according to my husband, it was like before a baby came out, but not by much. But so like I'm sitting up, so I'm on my back, but I'm sitting up the bed a little bit. So I'm angled and my labor nurse is holding, is helping like brace one of my feet. My husband is helping just keep the other one. And then I'm holding my legs. And so as contractions come, like I'm moving them up or down, like as feels and she, she did just help me. She kept talking me through just like, like I was following the contractions, which was nice. Like she wasn't telling me when to push, but she was just like motivating me through pushing. Yeah. I did at the very beginning when it was like, okay, we're going to push a baby out now. I was like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And my husband was like, just puts his face in my face and he's you're doing this. And you've been doing this. You've been in labor this whole time. Yeah, you got this. You've been doing this. You've got this. You're going to get through this. And my labor nurse also then like leans in and she's like, do you want me to help? Do you want me to help guide you through this? I was like, yes, please tell. I don't like right now. I can't remember what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do this. And then she did that of like the first maybe two like pushes. And then I was like, I like found the rhythm again. Yeah. I was able to do it myself. And then she like very much felt that and like backed off and was just bracing and yeah which was great was following your lead I love that so she totally followed my lead and empowered me to find that rhythm and find my lead again which was great so I'm birthing a baby and I the one thing that I really remembered in the moment was when the ring of fire comes Uh I just remember being like oh this is very aptly named (laughs) in my head and then I just remember being like pause pause (laughs) just pause and like let your body adjust and so like I would pause and then I would pause and then I would push and then it would get a little bit worse and I'd pause and breathe and like push and I did end up tearing a little bit but it was very minor and I'm like 100% sure it's because I just kept trying to pause yeah I love that because I just had a ton of questions and I I just got done doing some free workshops And Mm -hmm. I always get questions about that. And then in the hangout with my students, we went into one of the students asked about the ring of fire. I'd love for you to come back and tell your story and talk to them about your experience with the ring of fire, because they were saying, I I read in some that you, you have to ease through it. And then in others, don't stop. You have to move through it. And I was like, there's actually a combo it's, and you have to listen to your body because you can't stop or you go backwards and you just keep feeling it until you move through it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was definitely even to that, like a rhythm too. There was just like, I could feel the the rhythm of what I was supposed to do through that moment. And you just, or at least for me, like I did, I just, everything narrowed to that 
feeling and that sensation, like everything in my body just focused on what it was feeling like pushing this baby out. And it was very, a lot of it was very intuitive. And then a lot of it was just like, like weird nuggets of, okay, wait, that's the ring of fire. Pause for a second. Feel what this is. And move to that piece of labor and delivery. Yeah. And then the pushed out his head. And then it was like a pause. And then it was, okay, one more push. And then you push out the whole rest of the baby. And it's fascinating to me because pushing out the shoulders and the body, which are like, seem bigger, like way easier than the whole head. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they are. And then the feeling of relief of pushing the baby. That was the greatest feeling in the world. I was like, that was great. What a feeling of relief. And then I just collapsed back and my kid has just plopped out on the bed. Like I take like a deep breath and then you hear the baby take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> and we're both just like, in that moment. Shoo! It was just like, <laughs> an interesting moment of feeling like really in sync. So how quick from arrival to delivery? Do you know? From arrival to delivery, I at most an hour. I think I arrived at labor and delivery at 10 50 or 11 and my baby was born at 11 50. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I think what, I was in the labor and delivery room for 15 minutes, like before baby showed up. What an exciting <laughs> birth story. Is there anything yes. looking back you would do differently? I don't really know. Cause I think the only thing that like potentially I would change was just like being able to get my toddler somewhere faster and not spending so much time at home. But also like afterwards, now that I've had a medicated birth and an unmedicated birth, like the first question everyone asked me when they found out this one was unmedicated was like, which would you do if you had another kid? And I was kind of like, if it could just be three hours, like I would do the unmedicated birth again in a, like in a heartbeat. And why <laughs> is that? Tell me why. Um, I, I know why I think, but I want to hear why from you. Like mm -hmm. I hated my recovery from the epidural. I liked the epidural during birth. Like it was fine and great. And that was a great birth experience. But my recovery from the epidural, like I hated, I hated feeling like waiting for feeling to come back. I hated mm -hmm. needing quite so much help to get around and do things and just feeling really uneasy for a few days afterwards. It's I felt all, really all of it. comfortable and confident, like just mm -hmm. like getting up to take care of my baby or take care of me. I have a question. When you did the birth course, did you do the unmedicated pain section? Yes. Oh, good. Because yes, I, I tell did. you guys all the time, you have to have an A and a B because epidurals are not guaranteed. They are not always successful or like you, you get there and you blow <laughs> your baby out or you've got, I mean, let's just say you hadn't gone quick. You still had a unit full of women ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Or you get there and your platelets are low. So you always have to have a pain management plan going both ways. You have to. Yeah. And I tell my moms going unmedicated, they still need to learn about all the options and the wins and the whys. And because they want, if for some reason, which I always encourage moms that want to go unmedicated, you don't go in there iffy, like, I'm going to try because that's not going to work for you. It's yeah. definitely mindset. And that makes the difference about everything in life, don't you think? When definitely. we're prepared, we're educated. I always tell my moms so much can happen in labor and delivery. And so if you're educated and you're empowered going into your birth, then you, yes, things can happen that aren't exactly what you plan to happen. However, if you understand it, that takes away that ability for fear to take over. Yes. And so, I think that's great. Yeah, that was really, so that was good because at every step of it, like I, was kinda like, I know what's, I know what's happening. 
That's one thing I hear a lot from my students that come back. They're like, nothing really surprised me. I didn't really exactly like this happening to me or that happening to me, but it didn't surprise me. And I think that's why I spend, like we were talking before, I haven't had much time off in a lot of years because I've been educating and empowering women and the whole reason I do that is because I'm the one that watches when everything melts down because she wasn't prepared for a certain part of the birth. And when you're not prepared and they present you with decisions, you're going to lean into them just deciding for you, even though it might not be the exact decision that's best for you. Mm-hmm. And only you know that because you have to interject you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really important to note. I'm so glad you came and shared. I'm pretty sure that for the rest of the day, I'm going to just laugh when I picture you and your son playing lion. So tell everybody real quick where they can find your podcast because I didn't even know you had a podcast. Yeah, until I have today. a podcast. So I do my podcast under a pseudonym. So you can find me everywhere on the internet under Poppy Ash. And our podcast is called The Parapetai Pod, which I can send you all the information for that because it's Greek. Yeah, I can put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's in Greek, the title, not the actual podcast. So it's a little bit difficult to spell. But yeah, and then you can find me all over oh, the internet awesome. under a pen name. So well, we're so excited to have you here and we love supporting other moms on uh, adventures in life. So I'll be sure to share it with my audience. Thank awesome. you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the birth experience with labor nurse mama. I had so much fun talking to my student from calm labor, Bailey. She had an incredible birth. Would you guys not agree? And it just, we, we just talked for a little bit after recording about the power of your mind and how you can open the door for the birth of your baby, but you can also on the flip side, uh, keep that door a little bit tight and shut and how important it is to be in touch with your body, to be educated, to be empowered, to not be thrown a loop if your birth takes a little bit of a turn because birth can be very unpredictable. So I am so excited that you guys spent this uh, hour with us or however long because her story was so exciting. I'm never going to forget her and her little toddler on hands and knees playing lion while baby brother is about to make his entrance. Next week, you guys, every Friday, we'll hang out. We've got a new episode weekly. Have a fantastic day.